everyone. You're listening to How's the Climate, a new Richmond Hill-based podcast uh, focusing on bringing climate awareness and education to Richmond Hill residents. I'm Romina, and today I will be speaking with Eme Tai from Neighbors for the Planet. Hello, Eme. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm good. Thank you. So we're just going to dive right into the questions, Emma. Firstly, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and tell us about what inspired the Neighbors for the Planet initiative. Uh, well, hi, I'm Emma. I'm a co-founder of Neighbors for the Planet. I'm also a high school student. And last summer, actually, I was trained as a climate reality leader by Al Gore. <laughs> I was in grade nine when we started Neighbors for the Planet. It was in 2018, and it was recently that the IPCC report was released, the International Panel of Climate Change. And the report basically said we had 12 years before irreversible climate change. And I've already heard about climate change a lot in school. They talked about climate change probably since grade seven, maybe. And it's constantly in my face. But as soon as I got home, I got sucked up back into my own world. And I almost completely forgot about it. But in 2018, when this report came out, my neighbors actually started talking about it and they started talking about it with my parents and then my parents started to get concerned. So then I kind of had this outlet to talk about it and it no longer just became this school thing. It was something that's part of my life now. Together, we decided that we needed to do something because 12 years before irreversible climate change is very scary. So we started Neighbors for the Planet. Uh, I designed the website. And since then, we've grown a lot. And I'm really impressed <laughs> with our growth. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, I was actually on your website and there are so many resources on there that people could use. And it is quite scary that we only have about 12 years, they say, but hopefully we can all come together and combat that. So the next question that I have for you is, what would you say are some important resources offered by Neighbors for the Planet that Richmond Hill residents could use to aid in climate change, education, and action? Personally, I think one of the resources on the Neighbors for the Planet website is the resources about the relationship between what we eat and carbon emissions. I know personally it's not talked about a lot, but it really should be because it's a really easy way to lessen your impact. And just to clarify, this isn't going vegan or vegetarian. It could honestly be as little as reducing the amount of meat you eat. So that could be reducing your portion or just reducing the amount of meals you have that have meat. I've tried to go meatless and I found it really hard. So I'm trying to take it one step at a time. So recently I've just cut out beef from my diet because it produces a significantly more amount of carbon compared to other meats and food. Yes, exactly. I definitely agree with that. Um, it can be difficult to go uh, completely meatless, uh, but something that I have discovered or and maybe you have heard of as well is maybe having a meatless day of the week or something like that yes that, that would be good as well yeah that's some very good insight so thank you for that 
Have you found that teens are aware of the issue of climate change? We talk about climate change a lot in school. So I'm pretty sure almost every teen is aware of the climate crisis. The thing is that in school or um, other places, it's a very distance from your own life, especially here in Canada, where we don't necessarily feel a lot of the harsher or more immediate effects of climate change. So I know people just distance from uh, themselves from it because it's like, oh, it's in that place, it's not here. And even if they understand the issue, a lot of teens feel helpless or numb to this situation. They don't mention a lot of the solutions in school. They do, they'll mention some of it, but not all of it, especially that we have all the technology that we need to actually make meaningful change. It's just that we don't seem to be doing it. And I feel like you can get stuck, not just teens, but everybody kind of gets stuck in this hopeless cycle because we're not seeing any of the action we need to. An easy way to be more involved in your life is look into the news, look into documentaries. I know I find the documentaries quite interesting because they bring up a lot of points that I've never thought about. Eventually, you'll hope that you'll want to be able to talk to friends or family about it, start a discussion, and you'll probably find that some other people also share your views. You want to get to a point where you start advocating for change. You want to let the people in power, like politicians, know that you are concerned about this subject and this issue so that when you get to vote, you'll have your issues on the platform so that they're getting dealt with. The youth voting block will be the largest in the next election and for the few next few years. So our vote really counts. And it's important that politicians understand the issues that concern us so they can create a platform that address those issues. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. I think it's very important to be spreading awareness and talking about climate change. And you mentioned documentaries. I think that's a great way for people to learn about climate change and how they can have less of a negative impact on climate change. Do you have any personal favorite documentaries that our listeners could use there is one called Fork Over Knives, I believe, and it was talking about the impact of food, but also the cowspiracy one. <laughs> it sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's quite fun as well, but it's very interesting because it really goes into something you haven't thought about before. On the Neighbors for the Planet website, there are a list of documentaries too. All right. That's awesome. In your personal experience and being part of Neighbors for the Planet, why do you think it's important to be vocal and talk about climate change? I've personally found that it is important to talk about it because there are numerous people out there who are very interested to know about the scale of the issue, but don't really know where to begin. It's important to let the people in power know your concerns, especially politicians, because and especially if we have the numbers, they'll be more motivated to put uh, solutions to our issues on their platform. You can create a community that way because 
if you were feeling hopeless at one point, what about the other people that were also feeling hopeless as well? If you join an organization, you help people take that hopelessness and use it as fuel to create something better and to take it into activism. It's important to be just vocal so that people understand that this is an issue and it's happening and people are concerned about it and it's real. It's not just something that's going to happen in like 10 years. It's happening now. We can feel effects now and we need to do something now. I definitely agree with that for sure. And I love the passion that I'm hearing in your voice. Very inspiring. So thank you for that. If our listeners could do tangible things in their everyday lives to curb their impact on climate change, what would you suggest? I know that you mentioned the uh, meat and the food-related measures. Is there anything that you would like to add to that as well? I would suggest seeing if there's any local climate events or not necessarily rallies, but like Neighbors for the Planet, we held MP meetings. Even if you just show up to those meetings, you're providing support because it shows that there's a large support uh, for climate action. So even if you don't talk and you just listen and you just you are just there, you're still making a difference. And eventually, if you're comfortable, you can join in and speak and share your opinion. Yes, definitely, for sure. Um, Is there any way to find those groups through the Neighbors for the Planet website? Yes, so Neighbors for the Planet is really good at that. It has normally a lot of the meetings from other climate groups in the community as well under its event page. All right, that is awesome. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to add or that you would like to tell our listeners before we end today's episode? Just use your voice, find something you're passionate about. Climate, the climate crisis touches on a lot of different issues. You're bound to find something you're passionate about and just use your voice and make change. Awesome. I love to hear that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And that concludes today's episode. We will see you next time here on How's the Climate. This podcast is brought to you by Making Waves, a Canadian youth team based in the GTA, focused on bringing climate education to Richmond Hill. We're participating in Youth Challenge International's Innovate My Future program and are supported by Evergreen Canada and Resilient Richmond Hill. Thanks to Matthew Wong for today's content and Joshua Chang for our music. Our team includes Olivia Karp, Matthew Wong, Lucy Mao, Emiko Wijesandura and me, Romina Mertash. Catch you next time.